I'm going to learn a skill set because that time with him is precious. I can't get that back. If I'm working 12 to 16 hours a day, he, I'm coming home. He's asleep. So if I have to spend months and, and with me, it's only one month, it's four week program mm. to learn a skill set to make 200 extra dollars a day to buy my time back. That's what I'm going to do. The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and I have a really cool guest with me today, like <laughs> cool in personality as well as cool as what we got to love. share with you guys today. So without further ado, would you introduce yourself? How y'all doing? My name is T. You can call me Manifest T and I'm an option trading mentor. Option trading mentor. Listen, over the last couple of weeks, I have been drilled into like all the returns your guests <laughs> have been getting. Um, I'm not guests, your students have been getting. Right. You've been getting out there, putting in the work that you're doing, because I'm sure you've been doing this just behind the scenes. Right, 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 right. So right. you came out all cool with this, started introducing <laughs> yourself, putting putting the things that you do out there, and then we start seeing returns, returns, returns. Return of investments, right, 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 right. So I'm super excited to get into this conversation. For sure, for sure. Me too. So the question is, how did you get started in trading? Um, I was living in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and uh, when I was down here, the pandemic had hit. So when the pandemic hit, I started getting to the stock market because I, I was making a nice amount of money. So I was like, I need to put this money somewhere, and I got tired of spending money on shoes. So I jumped into the stock market. Mm -hmm. So I think I got Bitcoin at like $3,500. How much is it now? It's like 63K. So it eventually went up to 12. Yeah, it eventually went up to 12. So I was like, oh, I just got to, oh, this is a lot of money, you know? So then um, in my free time, because I was living here alone, my wife was still back in Ohio. So I just had free time to study, look at things, et cetera. So that's how I jumped into the stock market. Now, option trading, I jumped into option trading. Um, I was watching YouTube and I was watching, well, how are these people making this this large amount of money? And then I jumped into it because um, two of my friends were doing it. Okay. They were doing it, but they weren't really doing it, if that makes sense. They weren't studying taking it. Taking it serious. Yeah, they weren't taking it serious. Mm -hmm. So I jumped in, I started doing, I start attempting. I just wanted to get the repetition of doing it. <laughs> when you start out, I, I was losing money. I was, lo <laughs> I was losing money, but I was losing it for the repetition because I didn't have any guidance. So um, right after that, I, I seek the mentor. I went and seek the mentor. Um, the person that my truck is leased on to uh, knew someone. So he actually introduced us together. Um, he gave me some game. Mm -hmm. um, he, he passed away. But this is why I'm still doing it. This is why I'm still teaching. Um, and this is why it's called IROC Community because it's in honor of him. Is that his name? Uh, his name was Eric, but they called him IROC. Got it. Okay, right. So, yeah, yeah. so that's why I jumped into option trading. Mm. Um, I got to spend, he actually gave me six hours a game and six hours a game allowed me to teach over about 20 people how to option trade. That's dope. So mentorship is the most, it's one of the biggest things that I talk about. And it sounds like this person was a mentor to you. Correct. Not Correct. only that, it sounds like he became your why. Right. So right. how did you get connected with, you said he was, um, he knew someone through the person you leased your truck through. Right, right. So the person I leased my truck onto knew him, knew he knew how to trade stocks or whatever, mm -hmm. knew I was interested in that. So um, he linked us, we were talking over the phone. He told me to um, come up, he, he invited me to his house. I came over, went over there and he just gave me all this game. I spent, I got off of work at 8 p.m. I was, I was over there to probably about 1 a.m. Just getting game, just, he just gave 
gave me all this game and I told him it was too much. I was like, you're giving me like too much game. Like I don't, I don't understand everything you're throwing at me. I, okay. I have to, I have to, you know, sit down and, and adjust to it. So um, we were supposed to link every Sunday, but after that Sunday, um, he caught COVID. And then when he caught COVID, he passed away from COVID. So I didn't get the opportunity to link with him again. Mm-hmm. So um, that even pushed me even more because I knew what he showed me, um, I had to keep going. So that's yeah. what, so that's what drew the passion in me to start doing it even more. Absolutely. Right, right. So I'm, I do, um, I'm sorry to hear about your friend. And I think for a lot of us, um, it's, it, you know, the passion, the purpose, sometimes we find it through like great and wonderful things. And sometimes mm-hmm. we find our purpose through like some of the worst situations, right? right? Tragedy. Right, right. Um, so definitely RIP, but the blessing continues, love. the legacy continues. Right, right, right. So one of the things that you said in your story was like, at the time, before you got into training, you were, you said you had sneakers, you were investing yeah, your money in like all the yeah. things that we know are depreciating right, assets right, as soon right. as you get them. So what were you doing before you got into training? Um, before I got into training, so I had a nine to five at the post office. Um, I was working at the post office. I, I came down to Atlanta to be a manager over Peachtree location. Shout out Peachtree. <laughs> um, so um, I was really taking the corporate route. I wanted to, I knew I was smart. I knew I was a, a leader. I got the opportunity. My mentor in the post office came down here and she brought me down here because she knew I could help out. So I took the corporate route. Um, and then while I was taking the corporate route, it, something wasn't clicking to me. It wasn't clicking to me. It was taking away time from my family. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my wife was still back in Ohio. So okay. um, she told me, come down here, see how I liked it. And if, you know, I really liked it, you know, she would come down here. But then the pandemic came. So okay. she's a nurse. So she's working from home already. So when she's working from home, uh, if she would have come down here to Atlanta during the pandemic, she probably would have had to work in the field. So I couldn't allow her to work in the field. So I decided to go back to, I took a, uh, I took a downgrade and I went back to Ohio. Um, but that freed up my time. And with that freedom, my time, that continue allowing me to uh, see about what's going on in the stock market. So I started learning the long-term stocks. Like I, I, I remember me and her went to uh, Fort Lauderdale and then um, I, I made like $3,000 on the beach. And I, but mm. I did this with long-term stocks. I, I was investing in, um, how do I say it? Uh, it's, a, it's a stock called Mara Cannon. They're basically uh, based around Bitcoin. Okay. So when Bitcoin goes up, these stocks go up. Okay. So my portfolio was based around that. Okay. Um, and at the time, it was during, still during the pandemic. So at the time, Bitcoin was soaring because everything was going digital. Everyone was in the house. Um, so with that, um, I said, oh, man, I got to get in this. She told me, actually, she told me two years ago to get an option trading. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm making money in these long-term options. So she will always watch this guy on YouTube. And she's like, he's option trading. He's making like 10K a day. And I'm like, nobody's making 10K a day. That's fake. Ah, you yeah. didn't. Believe yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't believe her. Hold on, wait a minute. You didn't <laughs> believe it. Now that's that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's okay. Good. Why didn't you believe it? Tell me. What were you thinking at the time? I, I I get stuck in my way. So if I see, so say uh if I'm focused on something, I want to learn it. So I didn't know the long term game stocks yet. Mm-hmm. I was still learning it. So I didn't want to divert myself and jump over into something else. Um so I didn't want to go that way. So I was like, ah, oh, he's not making 10K. And even if he is making 10K, I don't want to learn that way. I need to focus right here. Mm-hmm. So eventually when I decided to get an option trading, if I was in it, if I would have known what I know now, two years ago, <laughs> you would have been done it. Yeah, I would have I would have been done it. It's it's oh. actually it's very uh life-changing so and before i lose my thought because um 
It was you not believing that it was a thing and you stuck in your ways, right? Right, right, right. So at the time, you had a relationship with money. Yeah, 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 right? always. And, and the thing about it is because like we come from corporate, mm -hmm. right? We all, we kind of have this like, you know, time equals money. Right, I get correct. The only way to get money is to go to, to work. So yeah, as you think about your, before you even think about your current one, what was your, your like relationship with money growing up? Oh, growing up, so, um, I, well, if you want to dive into that, we're going to get deep with it. Absolutely. So, um, so, my dad sold drugs all, all my life. Mm. So, but he took care of my mom. He took care of the family. He took care of everybody. He was a flashy person. So, um, Meek Mill said a line that was funny. He said, I never wanted to be like Mike. I wanted to be like Mitch. And he relayed that to Paid in Full, Mitch on Paid in Full. Mm. And um, I didn't want to I didn't want to grow up and put a ball in my hand. I wanted to grow up. I knew I wanted to have a lot of money. I never knew what I wanted to do. Um, but my dad steered me a, away from the streets as much as possible. Um, so, I always knew how to make money. Like I, I, I got a job two days after I turned 16. Mm. I started working. Um, uh, me and my business partner were the only ones with cars in high school. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. So I always had money, but my thing is I had to figure out how can I stop exchanging my time for money. And um, so one day, so it's funny. I, I, t I told this story about three times in the past week, so it must be meant to be. So one day, my dad's like, my, it's his birthday day. Shout out. Happy birthday, dad. So um, one day I told my dad uh, to stop selling drugs. And when I told my dad to stop selling drugs, he was like, well, who gonna, you going to take care of the family? And I was like, yeah. And I knew the nine to five wouldn't allow me. I would have to get another job mm -hmm. in order to take, when I say take care of my family, I'm talking about my kids, my wife. I'm talking about my mom, my dad, even my sister. So I knew the nine to five wouldn't allow that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started getting hard on investing, heavy in invest. It's like, okay, because I need, a, I need to be able to make money while I sleep. Mm -hmm. And so that's really why I do it because I'm trying to create generational wealth uh, amongst my family and take care of everybody around me and even allow the opportunity. That's why I teach for others to build their family up because if the knowledge is just here, if I if I pass away, yeah. like my mentor passed away. It stops there. It stops there. Yeah, this is a legacy play. Right, right, right. And so it turns not only from, you know, um, IROP, mm -hmm. you know, and his legacy, but now you're, you've now grown a legacy after having this conversation with your dad. Correct. So taking it back, you know, your dad kind of steers you away from the, the life he was living mm -hmm. but what made nine, the nine to five a safe route for you at the time my mom worked two jobs her whole life mm -hmm. so I, I take so i grew up in a two-parent household they've been married over 30 years so my dad sold drugs paid all the bills my mom always went work she worked two jobs she always worked two jobs my dad my mom doesn't drive my dad takes her picks her up drops her off to, to this day to this day he takes her picture drops her off so i took my mom's work ethic so if i couldn't if i couldn't be in the streets i took my mom's work ethic and get a job i worked two jobs right out of high school i didn't go to college I, as soon as I got out of high school, I went end up working at Walmart and I was working at a nursing home. And I was bringing in decent money from what I thought. But the thing is, I was still exchanging my time for money. Yeah. It didn't make sense. It's right. not, it's, it does it never adds up when you exchange your time for money. Um, but everybody needs employees because even as an entrepreneur, you need employees to Absolutely. run a business. So I'm not knocking um, empl employees at all. Yeah. You know, but me, I feel as if everyone should have a skill to offset their work. Yeah. That makes sense. What was your skill? I know how to I know how to make money. I just I I always know how to make money. Um, my first skill, uh, my first business was a photo booth in 2017. I I I. I 
a temporary forever photo. You were still at the post office? I was still at the post office. Okay. Um, what happened was I ended up getting a second job at Pepsi. I was making $250 a week. It was part-time. Mm-hmm. And then um, my wife's uh, best friend had a baby shop. And um, it was a guy in a photo booth there. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, man. How much are you making? And he was like, I make $3,000 on the weekend. I said, on the weekend? <laughs> yeah. I said, you make $3,000? I said, I'm in the wrong game. How do I do this? Mm-hmm. So when I when he told me, um, it was just, I just researched. I Googled. I reached out to people in California to get a photo booth. And they said they had training videos. But I'm a hands-on person. So uh, it was a program in my city in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, it was called the Small Business Development Center. Yes. And then uh, they had this program just starting off. It was crazy. Um, I reached out to them. The class was, was full. I'm sorry. Was it SCORE? The Small Business Development Center? Yep, 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 yep. So they had it. They, they started it out, um, but the class was full. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, I emailed them. I said, hey, look, I'm really interested. I want to do this. Um, next time your class opens up, let me know. They said, come to this one because we don't know if everybody's going to show up. I showed up. Uh, shockingly, they were they knew someone who made photo booths out of another city in Ohio. I got in touch with them. Uh, I bought a part of the franchise and I launched my photo booth. And then uh, ever since then, I've been in entrepreneurship since 2017. Since 2017. So mm-hmm. you were doing um, the post office and entrepreneurship since 2017. And it mm-hmm. really kicked up the gears with trading. What right, year? Right. Mm, 2019 going into 2020. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's starting to make sense. It's starting to make sense. So mom's work ethic is the reason that you said, okay, I can I can do the nine to five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and dad's wisdom was like, listen, you're not going to be in this space. So you, this was the next alternative. You right, found right. entrepreneurship kind of through another mentorship opportunity. Where, or right. did, did the person show you much about like how to build a, a photo booth? Yeah, basically. They, okay. he, that's what I said. I'm hands on. He drove down here, showed Showed me, you the whole thing. Showed, I've, I've had a lot of mentors in my life. Even in the mm-hmm. post office with the opportunities, I had a mentor. Um, she's located in Atlanta right now. Um, mentors are important. Yeah. Because they guide you through to be successful because they probably already bumped their head for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to make as many mistakes. You just have to be open to learning. And um, what is it? Constructive criticism. Right. So Would your wife say the same thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she'll say the same thing. She knows she knows I'm tough. She knows I'm hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like things done because I can carry the burden. Yeah. So you got to understand uh, me uh, me carrying the burden, me being a mentor for my students. Even I speak with my students to this day. Uh, yesterday, I lost $1,800 in the stock because I allowed them to make a call with my money and trusting what I taught them. I lost, but I showed them the lesson. I know I can make that back without a problem. That's not a, but it was the lesson I was taught that I was I gave them value yeah. so they can see why it happened. I explained to them why it happened. Then I'm going to show them how to make it and not make that mistake again. So I'd rather take the loss for them mm-hmm. versus them taking the loss and be discouraged. Yeah. Now, the thing about it is when it comes to corporate versus entrepreneurship, I always talk about learning on somebody else's dime. You just set up a play to allow your students to learn on your dime. So mm-hmm. it creates a system of like, even though we talk about like, you know, we should all work for ourselves and mm-hmm. things like that. Right. I'm sure some of your students want to be entrepreneurs, Correct. but you create a you create a situation and a system for them to learn, mm-hmm. and they don't have to be the traditional employee at this point, right? Right, right, they can, right. They right. can still kind of get their um, what do you call those floaties, like the little floaties when you're in the pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they call floaties. Now, get you. <laughs> yeah. now, when we met, um, we talked about the difference. Like we were talking about your work ethic one, mm-hmm. and then your ability to navigate in corporate. Like when I was in corporate, I used to I always started in corporate at like the higher strategic roles, right? Mm-hmm. But then I will always kind of regret that the fact that I don't know about the customer service. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's like to be on the ground level. Mm-hmm. And then I would always respect the people who knew how to navigate mm-hmm. from like this, you know, back room, whatever, right. to management position. Right. And that was a part of like your work ethic that I got really attracted to because not only was it your work ethic that made you like 
do well in, in nine to five, but you were able to navigate like up the ladder. Right. So when I started at the post office, uh, I came in there with a, you know, a nice button up and everything. Everybody had hoodies on and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, maybe I'm in, a, I thought I was in orientation. I'm like, maybe I'm in the wrong clothing. So when we were speaking, everybody was asking questions, how much we make and et cetera. But they got to me and I asked them, I said, how do I get in management? You know, um, they were like, what? We never heard that. I was like, well, just come to work, you know, and do your job. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did that. So I did that. Um, my first week, there was like 12 hour days. It was hard work. So I start speaking to the people who were in management. Hey, how did you get there? How long have you been doing it? Building relationships with them. And um, I would watch my supervisor and he was doing everything wrong. He wasn't treating people well. He was doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, one day the opportunity came about where his boss came over and it, it was just chaos in the union. Then he was like, hey, what would you do? And I was like, well, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And then he said, you'll do X, Y, and Z. I said, yeah. He said, okay, that's what we're going to do. And it worked. And then he said, are you interested in coming in management? This is in like three months. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I said, yeah. He said, okay, on, on, on Monday, bring some dress clothes i didn't have no dress clothes like i didn't have none so me and my wife we went out to the stores and we she she, she actually paid for my dress clothes you know so um, yeah 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 for sure for sure so she paid for my dress clothes and um i came back to work and then i worked for the i've been with the post office well i was with the post office <laughs> right six years or well, six years yeah six years so um and after that uh i mean i'm very thankful i was in management the whole time i've seen a lot of opportunities but sometimes you get so high up in corporate that you see they lose lose sight of who the people are on the floor and I've mm-hmm. never lost sight. I always treat people like human beings. I'm a leader and a leader works beside you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Right, you've right. always had you've always had this desire to be in be in management. Whereas a lot of people will say like, I don't want to be a manager. I don't want that responsibility. Right, right, right. Right. Um why did you want the responsibility? I'm a natural born leader. Um I, I, I don't know. It's attracted to me. I can I can't walk around and be quiet about something. You know, I'm naturally I, I like to be around people who are in position to uh, even if even if someone's better than me um, or doing better than me, I like to know. I want to learn. I want to soak up the game. I want to pick your brain to see how you got in this position mm-hmm. or how I can better my life. Because I'm not only thinking for myself. Like I said, I take care of my family, yeah. so I'm thinking for everybody around me. And if I can get in a better position in a positive manner, I will do that. I will. I will attempt to do that. I don't care if I have to take you to lunch just to pick your brain. Because at the end of the day, people got to understand it's a small token of appreciate to. Appreciation from someone goes a long way. Absolutely. Right. So you know leadership, one, from seeing good leaders, and mm-hmm. you become a good leader by seeing bad leaders. Right. A lot of times it takes for us to, to have those multiple bad situations in order for us to really like learn what we need to be doing no, to right. be right. So right. what was the worst management experience you have ever had? Oh, Whew. like personally, personally or like witness? Okay. Which one's Which worse? Because one? I feel like you got it. Um. Um. Okay. <laughs> So I, what I witnessed, I'll tell you both. So what I witnessed um, was, uh, I don't want to say racism, um, mm. but let's just say they were they they weren't liking um, because in the post office where I'm located at, it's a lot of black people in position. And when some, so the person that was the highest wasn't black or a minority. Let me say that. So he would be very demanding, et cetera. So um, starting off as a supervisor, you know, you don't know very much. Um, you're getting trained. So he was wondering why I didn't know very much or why I was even in this position. I'm only three months in the post office. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other people who's qualified for the position. So um, 
one day uh i don't take this i don't care who you are um i respect people i'm gonna i'm gonna you're gonna give me my respect as well mm -hmm. so uh he told me um basically i can Ooh, no i take that back not even that i'll tell you what happened last thursday and then we can go into mm -hmm. yes okay mm -hmm. so last thursday yeah. actually it was last thursday we can jump into that so last <laughs> thursday uh -huh. um I was closing. I'm at a new station. I'm closing. I'm at a new station. I don't know anything. It's already messed up here. But I volunteered to close because I'm a team player. It's not a problem. So I'm getting asked all these questions by the person over the, the city. Like, why Why is this late? Why are these carriers late? But I'm doing everything right to, you know, mm -hmm. make sure the process is smooth. So he tells me, um, he tells me, uh, hey, well, you, you need to be looking for a new job at Walmart and Amazon. <laughs> so I laughed. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, you know, you talking to? And then he was like, oh, I know who completely who I'm talking to. So I, I cut him off. I said, look, <laughs> and I don't want to talk numbers, but I'm going to just say this. I said, I make $280 for an eight hour day in here. I said, I make $280 in two minutes option trade. I said, I don't need this job. I said, I've just been here. This is a safety blanket and I love my team. And so then he said, thank you so much for watching the Work and Play podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Boss Up Conference, which is a community for entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives to come together, network, and solve some problems. Thank you all so much for being supporters of the Work and Play podcast. And thank you for watching the Work and Play podcast and all the episodes before. Now let's get back to the episode. Oh, I'll see you in my office tomorrow. And I said, I don't think you're going to see me at all. And that, that kind of pushed me into entrepreneurship because it's like, I don't need this. Why am I here wasting my time mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> doing teamwork um, when I don't need this anymore? I'm, at, I'm doing pretty well. I'm taking care of my family. I have a skill. I'm teaching people. Mm -hmm. I need to put my focus on bettering people around me versus my focus on fixing something where I'm not appreciated. Right. So one that answers my question but that also brings up another question because it's like you're right once you realize you that you do ha have a high value skill set and then you're making three times as much four times as much outside of the job than, right. than you do in the job what was holding you in the nine to five a safety blanket um i usually ask people um people i value their opinions of. so you know mm -hmm. i ask my wife she's like well you're gonna make that money anyways you know so you could just stay there and i was like oh, okay i get that or i asked my mentor in the post office i said uh if i quit the book because he's very she knows i'm very valuable in the post office and she said uh well if you're making same thing my wife said if you're making that money already then you might as well stay but um when you ask people something you're you're kind of looking for confirmation mm -hmm. and when you don't get the confirmation you stay and the confirmation for me was for someone to disrespect me mm -hmm. and make me feel unappreciated to her that that's all i need to do to walk out the door because mm -hmm. at the end of the day i'm bringing others value and if i can free up my time like i said i can make a, a decent amount of money in a short period of time yeah so if I can free up my time for the rest of the day, I pick my son up from school every day. So now I'm able, I'm able to drop him off now if, I, if need be, mm -hmm. because I don't have to go to work. Yeah. So I freed up my time to be an asset to others. Now I can, I can instead of bi-weekly coaching calls, I can get on coaching calls with my students every week now. I can give more value outside of the nine to five because I wasn't appreciated anyway. Yeah. If you would have, that's why my employees, I appreciate them. I let them know, thank you. I, I'm always in communication with them. I'm, I'm, I want to be the best leader I can be. If you need something, let me know. I, I'm I'm a very good and understanding person. So for me to be unappreciative when I when I appreciate who works for me or with me or beside me, mm -hmm. I'm not tolerating that. Especially not for somebody who right. makes. And 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 he did call back and apologize. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, he did call back and apologize, mm -hmm. but 
the damage was done. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Mm-hmm. And you break a window just because you pick up the pieces. Don't mean yeah. that you don't remember that that window was broke. Mm-mm. Right. And it's also like um, when something happens that opens your eyes, you can't mm-hmm. close it back no more. Right, right, like, right. You were looking for validation from all these other people because mm-hmm. you really wanted to leave right way before right. you did. Right, right. And as soon as you got that, sometimes I say like, you know, sometimes we can make ourselves uncomfortable you mm-hmm. know voluntarily or sometimes god is like hey let me show you oh man what you need to yes. see <laughs> like no. i'm trying to tell you like and, and a lot of times we rely on those like other external sources so. no that's facts well you can go around and ask somebody a million things um but it's like on um will smith and his son what's that movie called the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. when he told the story in the bible where he said uh the man was looking for help and the ship passed three times yeah. and he said when he died and went to heaven he said god you, you didn't send me help. And he said, I sent you three boats, dummy. Mm-hmm. So we have to look for the message, you know, and that message sparked the fuse in me. And it was like, oh, this is it. Yeah. You know, I finished my shift. I was nice, you know, but I don't see me going back. I need to add value elsewhere. Yeah. God tells me I need to be elsewhere. Um, and I think like right after that, I think my business picked up. Absolutely. You know, so it's not, it's never really not about the, it's not about the money to me. It's about the value that I can bring to other people because Mm -hmm. the money's going to come regardless. Yeah. You know, um, as long as I'm allowed, and I, and I don't mind if it, say things go left, say, say they go left. I don't mind getting another job. That's Mm -hmm. not a problem. But wherever I go, I'll be appreciated at. Absolutely. Speaking of value, when we think about that leap, you already took the big leap. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Some people are sitting at their cubicle right now, still calculating the numbers. Right. right. You talked about the salary. So some actually that was an easier play. If you wanted to go based on numbers, you could have been. Gone. I, yeah, I could have been gone. But there were benefit. There was value in mm-hmm. you staying. What was the value in you staying? How did you value it? Was it benefits? No, um, it wasn't even that because I can get on my wife's insurance. I don't believe in a 401k. I invest my own money. I don't need anybody to invest it for me. Mm. Um, so. I stayed because it was a safety blanket. It was something I've been there six years. It's yeah. like, you know, you is some people are in like a bad some people are in bad relationships for their job. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but and, it wasn't that bad for you. Yeah, it wasn't that bad for me because I had a mentor. Mm. So but my mentor was no longer with my mentor has been gone for like three years, two years, I'm sorry. My mentor has been gone for like two years, so I navigated by myself. It's like a, a it's like I'm a grown up deer or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I navigated by myself and I get that. But when you see, when you tolerate so much, it's like, I can't do this. But some people who tolerate it, they don't have a skill mm-hmm. to leave. So they look for other jobs. Um, just like when the vaccine is getting forced on people, they're, they're, if you don't believe in it, but you feel you're, it's being forced upon you, you're looking for another job that doesn't allow you, um, that doesn't require yeah. Right. But if you had a skill, you wouldn't have to worry about that because you would say, hey, I have a skill that can make me this amount of money. Um, and that's why it's very important that we learn these skills and we teach our children these skills, yes. because I want my son to be able to go to college. If he wants to go to college, you know, whatever route he wants to choose is fine. But if he wants to go to college, I don't want him to feel he after he goes gets out of class, he has to go straight to his job and yeah. back. I want him to be able to buy his time back. Yeah. You know, so and if I can get him to buy his time back with the skill that I taught him and I'm doing it. And I actually explained that to my business partner. I told him that same plan right there. And he said, if you could teach your son, that's dope. He said, that's a great idea. He said, but what if you could teach 100 kids? So that's when I that's when I figured my knowledge goes farther than just my family. That's selfish. Yeah. So that's when I opened the community. Mm-hmm. 
So you opened the community while you were still in the post office, huh? Yeah, correct. Um, tell me a little bit about um, how you started to realize, hey, I can teach this. Like, what was the first, <laughs> you know? I got forced to do it. So <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't really like. I'm I'm a people person, but I'm not a people person. When I say I'm a people person, I, I'm an energy person. So if you got good energy, you know I'm drawn to you. You're drawn to me. If you're, uh, if I know you, it's fine. But um. So my business partner, my and, and the person that we leased on to, um, our other business partner, he said, uh, he said, they said, hey, look, I got the truck game on lock. You focus on the stocks, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, because we're in business together. But I felt like I wasn't doing as much. We were bringing in a nice profit, but I felt like I wasn't doing it. So I started researching more and more on the stocks, um, and then I got it. And I, I showed them games. I'm like, oh, I'm hitting. I'm, I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. Then it was like, all right, teach me. And then. He explained the value of teaching, meaning you'll learn more yourself when you have to teach it. Mm-hmm. So they, they came over to my house three weeks in a row. Like I'm talking about, I literally told them not to come over to my house and they was pulling up. <laughs> I had to open the garage and everything. So I taught them. And then when I realized that I can teach, they, you know, it was like, it's time to drop the community. It's time to make a community and mm-hmm. um, whatever. And I did it in honor of my mentor. Yeah. But what was the process of teaching people? So um, a lot of times I agree. Your your um, business partner says you learn better when you teach mm-hmm. it, right? Correct. But did you know like, hey, these are the basics or did you say, okay, well, actually I'm going to start here. But then you realize, oh, you need to know this foundation. What was the process of you putting together your lesson plan? So I researched other people's, I've researched uh the hitters the mm-hmm. big stock art artistal um knots don't fold um wall street trapper i looked at their programs i said okay they're breaking it down like this i i knew how to navigate it through it because i knew the knowledge that they had mm-hmm. um so i'm like oh okay this is a great way to lay it out so they say a good artist um borrows but a great artist still yeah that's a, that's a, a good a, artist borrows but a great a artist great still. artist still right, right. break it down for me so with that being said, um, I could have took little ideas from them, uh, but it was so genius mm. that it was like, why would I divert just not trying to take it from them? So I pay my way, learn from them, and then I reteach it. It's the same thing as a teacher teaching. Is you learning a subject in school, mm-hmm. and then you just reteach it. Yeah. So you pay your dues mm-hmm. to them and thank them for the value, but then you just reteach it in your own manner because it's like a foreign language to people. So um, like I just mentioned Wall Street Trapper. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are drawn to him because he speaks the language in, uh, for the community, if that makes any sense. A lot of people aren't going to be able to go to college and sit down and learn about stocks. And, yeah. But when someone breaks it down in terminology that you understand, mm-hmm. so with that being said, they broke it down that I understand. Now I send it out to people around me and what they'll understand. And yeah. most of the people that signed up with me, I either worked with or I went to school with. And they seen that what I was doing is believable. They know I'm, I have a reputation. Your reputation follows you wherever you go. So they knew I was able to teach them mm-hmm. and so now i mean they're, they're i mean you've seen it <laughs> oh yeah i have seen the returns so one of the, the last one i saw was 639 dollars in one i don't know if it was a day it was just a screenshot so i was like okay and i'm gonna be transparent with you i learned uh i was a finance major i was a corporate finance major dope, dope, in dope. college right so i took a whole investment class mm-hmm. we even did this like fake portfolio and everything <laughs> but i tell you i know this much about investing in the stock market and i know that part of me is a little bit like scared like okay well i need to sit down and really focus on like stocks for a whole eight weeks in order for me to like invest five dollars now i've got my robin hood account 
Oh, you gotta um, get you gotta get rid of that. Right. Well, I, I did uh, Trade Station. I downloaded Trade Station, but mm-hmm. I was supposed to do like the minimum five hundred dollars, and I didn't mm-hmm. do that yet. Because my thought is, as much as even though I've been through the fundamentals of mm-hmm. trading and investments, I don't know. I, I think it's it's very um, ambiguous for me, right? And right. I know there are other people watching this. Like, yeah, I don't know the first thing about getting into stocks, right? And I don't have time. So, what is the learning gap that you're feeling, and how do you get people to? Is there like a huge investment of time in the beginning? that you that no. they have to do. Hey y'all, let me tell you about my friends at Run the World Clothing. Run the World is a community empowerment brand that chooses to educate on black history, black culture and black radical thought through apparel and experiences. Run the World is a vessel to celebrate the black experience for our black people and our allies. And I have on one of their latest pieces from this season's collection. So if you haven't seen Run the World Vic's episode on the Work and Play podcast, go check it out or go to their website to check out some of their apparel. Now let's get back to the episode. This is how I got my audience. Mm. Who wants to buy back their freedom? Mm. I mean, I have no problem going. I, I mean, a lot of people don't have problems going to work, yeah. right? So, but if you're going to work, and you know, um, I was listening to uh, Earn Your Leisure just on the way on the way to the Atlanta today. I was gonna say the A, you know, y'all call it the A. Good. On the way to Atlanta today, so um, he broke it down. They broke it down basically to where, like you said. Um, you don't know the first thing, but you're a financial major. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was Troy. No, it was Rashad. Rashad said, uh, I'm a financial I'm a financial advisor, but Trap teaches me a lot of this. And a lot of people compare degrees with knowledge, and that's not the that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to you. I don't right. I don't I don't know this. I don't none take it. I, <laughs> no, that's why look, I said transparent moment. <laughs> look, no, yeah, I don't want you to take it in any disrespect or anybody to take it in any disrespectful manner. Um, but the thing is, it's it's what do you want out of life? Some people are scared to invest in themselves because we don't act like me. I've never been, I've never been scared to invest in myself. I'm a gambler. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I literally have the bigger the risk, the bigger the rewards had it on me. Um, But once you you have to get the courage to want better for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know, I know what you think. It's time consuming. I got this going on. I got that going on. But just think if you could buy, if you could literally exchange money for time, would you do it? Because time is our best currency. You can't get that back. Mm -hmm. I tell people that all the time. You Mm -hmm. can never get your time back. So me being able to pick my son up or drop my son off from school, I'm going to learn a skill set because that time with him is precious. I can't get that back. If I'm working 12 to 16 hours a day, I'm coming home. He's asleep. So if I have to spend months and and with me, it's only one month, it's four week program mm. to learn a skill set to make two hundred extra dollars a day to buy my time back. That's what I'm gonna do. Four weeks to learn how to do two hundred. To option trade. Okay, and then the return minimum at minimum is what two hundred dollars a day. You said. Yeah. So what I this is the thing I don't do it for the money. I do it to teach you the value, right? right. So what I do is when you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. enough to trade i trade along with you we're, we're jumping in there together mm-hmm. so it's like okay what do you see if you if you make the right like it's called a call or a put if you say oh i'm gonna i want to make a call and i know that's the right i can't tell you what to do but i know that's legible and i would do that i would tell you to do that to get mm-hmm. your return on your investment that you spent with me mm-hmm. um like i said it's not about the money i want you to walk away with the skill yeah and then if even if you're not comfortable after the four-week program 
you still have I still allow you to have access for my community for bi-weekly coaching calls so we can jump in together. I do live trading on Mondays. So you can jump in with me if you want. I do a mid-market watch on Fridays and I do bi-weekly coaching calls to where oh. I'm calling you every other week. I send out a template the week that it's off. What mm-hmm. do you need help with? So the next week it comes on, we dive right into it. Um, and then once- Let me stop you real quick. Ahead. Cause <laughs> you said call and put and I realized I know what a call and put is, but tell us what a call and a put is. Okay, so a call basically means I got the option to buy uh, 100 shares. Okay, a contract is 100 shares. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like a down payment, right? So I want you to think of a house. So say you have a house that's $400,000 and I come to you and I say, hey, I'm going to give you $1,000 down, right? But if that house goes up in value to $150,000, I'm just a middleman. Now I can sell it back to the market. You get your $100,000, you're satisfied. That $50,000 profit is mine. So that's a call. A put gives me the right to sell at the price I bought it from. So if I buy the house for $100,000 and it depreciates in value to $90,000, I can still sell it at $100,000. So I'm still $10,000 profitable. Mm. So in layman's terms, you are um, investing where to put, you're investing at when it falls, when the price when it goes falls. Down, right. And for a call, you invest when the price, price increases. Correct. Mm-hmm. When we start talking in the thousands, I'm like, can we do a $6 bag of chips and then <laughs> talk about it that way? But I got you. Right, 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 you right. a refresh. Right, right, right. So <clears throat> people come into your program, they do the four weeks of like just education, mm-hmm. and then the weekly calls allow you guys to do like hand holding. For a certain amount Correct. of time, and then the weekly calls. Correct. After and I, that. I have videos, and I and it's a community, so mm-hmm. you get to be side by side with someone who's going through the same thing. I have a group chat. I have a, a I have a private group mm-hmm. to where we can communicate throughout the day <clears throat> to see what's going on. And I tell people, even though you have a bi-weekly coaching call, you can contact me at any time, mm-hmm. um, unless I'm trading. Because <laughs> I, I need you complete like peace. Focus? Yeah, 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 yeah. I need complete peace. But you can contact me anytime with any questions because I want you to win as much as I want to win. If you're paying for a service. I want you to be successful in your service because your testimony or your review, it, it means a lot to me. Absolutely. So, yeah. Talking about that, the journey. So, if I see that your students are getting like $600 in a trade, right? Mm-hmm. What's the journey from someone going completely from green to like going through your program? And then what are some of the learning curves that you seen a lot of students kind of have to overcome i i made the mistakes for them already so i tell them i tell them repetition because you can you can get in they, they see me they see me I, oh you making a thousand you making two thousand i show my losses like i told you i just lost 1800 on friday teaching i show my losses because people think it's all good mm-hmm. but there are losing days too. You can possibly lose in there. And I tell people, don't go, don't go for the big money. Go for the repetition. As the more shots you put up, the more shots are going to eventually drop. So if I can consist, I did a thirty day hundred dollar uh, hundred dollar a day challenge. So once I made a hundred dollars each day, mm-hmm. I would cut it off, knowing I could have I could have made more based off the indicators on the graph. Mm-hmm. I still cut it off at hundred dollars because I don't want to get greedy. I want repetition. I would rather know that I can. I went from making a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars. It's all about repetition. Mm-hmm. So I tell them the same thing. I teach them it's about repetition because one day, say your goal is to make a hundred dollars and you make a thousand, you're gonna chase that high. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like, ooh, I made a thousand yesterday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to do it tomorrow, and it can go bad for you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want that. I want you to be comfortable making a set amount. Like right now, start amount. Um, I tell them start making five percent. I have a strategy. I created my own strategy. I call it the IROC strategy, um, and I showed it to them. And I created it because, and I wanted to teach it to my son. So I wanted to simplify it for a child to understand. Mm-hmm. So I simplify it for a child to understand. And I've actually shown other stock traders who trade 
and they switched their strategies. Lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you share what's so simple about it? Um, <laughs> they gonna have to sign up for the community, oh, but but okay, but I will give one of the indicators okay. away. So it's an indicator that's old as time. It's called the EMAMA crossover, right? Mm-hmm. So with the EMAMA crossover, I, I try to explain it like this. I call it the big brother, the little brother. So the big brother is red, the little brother is is blue. Mm-hmm. So if the little brother if the big brother, which is red, goes up and crosses the little brother, then the, the stock climbs. But that's your entry point where they cross. Where they cross. So you can get in there for the call. If he's if the big brother goes, but if the if the big brother goes, crosses down mm-hmm. on the little brother, then that's for your put. And that's the entry point when they cross. The farther the brothers are apart, the stronger the train. So if if the, the farther they are apart, that's so if it's going up and they're not nowhere touching, mm-hmm. you can still make that call or that put there because they're not touching. If they're touching it, it's moved for a reversal. And a reversal means if you made a call, it's about to go for a put. So you need to take your profits. Take your profit out or switch it? No, like take switch it. it. You can ride it back down if you choose to, but mm. I like to just take my profit and go for the and day. Go. 30 day, $100 challenge. And um, if someone were to learn the Big Brother Little, sorry, what is it called? The EMA? EMA, MA crossover. EMA, MA crossover. So if someone were to learn this strategy, could they just ride the whole challenge out with this one strategy? Mm-mm. The reason, the reason why, um, and I've done that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was, I made fourteen hundred dollars so on thirty days. So I was successful, not really there. So that's why I added indicators because indicators basically break down to you. Um, it's more of a confirmation. So if me and you are having a conversation and you say that's right and I say that's right, that's cool. But if it's two other people in the room, but and they say that's wrong, it's a fifty percent chance, right? I use four mm-hmm. indicators. Mm-hmm. Um, so the higher the more people that say it's right, the more it's right. So I usually wait till all my indicators along. Then I'm there, and that's how I'm profitable. Got it. So people got to join the community to get yeah, the other yeah, indicators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so uh, we can run the strategy, run the play. Right, right, so right. So as far as as far as right now, somebody could try to run the big brother, um, little brother play. Um, but that can only get you so far. That can only get you so far. You have to have strategy. Okay, got you. So um, a little bit more about your journey. You left corporate America, right? There's somebody here who's trying to figure out their exit strategy Mm -hmm. because maybe they hate their job. Maybe it's not so comfortable. It's a safety blanket, but there's probably a little bit more holding them back. And it's that financial piece, right? Right, right, right. So um, when you left, right, what was the first day like for you to actually like be no longer have a job like what was the first day like i was successful in the stock market yeah i gained a few more clients so it was like everything was everybody is supportive mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying and a lot of people don't take the leap like i said you look for confirmation mm-hmm. um so if everybody's being supportive of you and your business is up and running now i'm not telling you to leave your job and you don't have a walk out on a, a limb of faith and you don't have any other you know, but you need to know where you're going, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, I've been I've been trading. I've been in the stock market three, two, three years. Um, so I knew I had a I had a lane. I knew I had a lane where I can go, where I can be successful. Mm-hmm. It's like I would never quit a job and not have another job. Yeah. So if someone has a passion to do something, they need to use their nine to five money and invest in their passion so they can do. Because if you if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing what I love. I'm, I'm I'm teaching, I'm trading, and I don't feel like I'm working. I bought my freedom back. So if you want your freedom back, and some people, 
some people are scared because I was always thinking like I'm not that smart. Someone smarter than me. I didn't go the college route. Um, I tried the college route. It wasn't for me. Um, it's not about who's the smartest. You have to understand your passion and what's right for you. So if you like baking cakes, if you got to go to a baker, a, a private bakery for free for spend some hours there to seek a mentor, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to. I've literally went to the small business development center once a week for. 24 weeks for free. I, I, I switched my off days and everything so I can make sure I started my photo booth. Sometimes you have to exchange your time for a skill, but mm-hmm. that skill is going to pay you longer down the line. Mm-hmm. So to wrap that all up and say is you can stick at your, you can stay at your nine to five, but utilize their resources to do something in entrepreneurship. What I took away from my job was I was in management, so I knew how to be a leader, so I know how to, so I, I'm a strong leader for my employees as well as I can teach because I had to teach people who came up in management. Mm. So I can add value. So mm. wherever I go, I can add value. Take something from your nine to five and utilize it outside of your nine to five to be successful. Absolutely. Now you mentioned you have, um, when you're trading, you said, I like peace. So um, something tells me you've learned not to multitask while you trade. Oh yeah, I just I, that's why I lost on Friday. Tell us about that loss. <laughs> that's what why I that? lost on Friday. Look. <laughs> Tell us about that loss. When you're so when you're distracted in the market, like I said, I got four indicators. The reason why I lost was and um I, I won I, originally I won. I was up three hundred dollars, so I'm about to hop back in, I'm gonna ride this wave and make my one K a day like I usually do. Mm-hmm. So I had a student, it was going sideways, I said it's going sideways, I'm gonna wait. He said, Well he said, Well wait, the uh the little brothers, the big brother and the little brother are far apart. Which mm-hmm. is what I taught him, right? But then I broke I broke it down why that wasn't working, but I had to show him. Sometimes you have to show people. I wish I would have did it with paper money, <laughs> but I had to show him why it didn't work, and then I showed him how quick it could go bad. Mm. So it, he mm. took that lesson. It was like, oh, that could have went bad real quick, and then he realized he needed more to learn. And he even t- sent me a text and said, "Hey, man, I want to thank you for everything." You did today. I'm sorry that you lost. I said, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I said, because losses for you. Because I can make these losses knowing I can make them back. If someone new make, takes a loss, they can get discouraged yeah. and not want to do it again. I want to. I want you to continue doing this and striving for it. So I don't mind taking a hit for you because I know I can I can take the loss. Yeah. It's like being a rookie in the league. You know, you, usually rookies in the league that get drafted high come into a losing team and they have to turn their team around. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of pressure on them. I want it to be able to. I want to be that veteran to be able to take that pressure off. You. Facts create an environment for them to be successful. Exactly. But I was I was just having a conversation with uh I think it was the last podcast uh, guest or so. But what he said was, you learn best when you take the losses yourself, right? Correct. And um, even in the morning meetup, it's like. Um, <laughs> You know, David always talks about like, I don't want to be the disadvantage. I want you to invest because I don't want to take this opportunity for you to invest in yourself out of your hands. Right, right. right. So my first question is like, when you like, because I know you've had, you've taken your hands off of some of your students, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm sure they've told you some of their horror stories. What are some of the things to watch out for when they do leave your tutelage and they go out on their own? Like, what are some of like the things that you hear? Like, okay. We need to we need to reach we need to refresh and come back in. <laughs> well, so um, some of most of them, I'm gonna be honest with you. The strategy is so simple that mm-hmm. they're very profitable from nice. it. I, I haven't really heard anything negative about the strategy, mm-hmm. um, but it's working the app. So um, I have them utilize TD Ameritrade. 
Okay. Um, and so uh, and Thinkorswim, you know, it's like Walmart and Sam's Club. So I have them utilize that. So sometimes when you're paper trading, there are two accounts. There's one called IRA and there's one called a margin. You're supposed to wait a minute. That's not, there's two what? There, there are two accounts that you can trade on, right? Uh huh. So when you go to option trade, um, wait a minute. You said one's called an IRA and an IRA. IRA. And the other one's a margin account. And the margin. Okay. Right. So with the IRA account, mm -hmm. if you try to short, in which basically that's option trading. So if I buy an option and I try to sell an option, it won't allow me to sell an option. Mm. It won't allow me to sell an option because they're calling it a short. But I have to go to my margin account. This is with paper trading, by the way. So I have to go. It's monopoly. Paper trading is monopoly money. So it's practice. Okay, it's all practice. It's all, it's all practice. So, uh, so they have to go to their margin account and be able to uh, option trade properly mm -hmm. because one account. So they're having more technical difficulties with the app, not with the strategy. The strategy is golden. Because mm. <laughs> because the strategy is so simple that I can teach my eight-year-old son how to do it. Yeah. So if I could teach my eight-year-old son how to do it, I'm pretty sure an adult can know how to do it. But you still want that confidence. That's why I give the bi-weekly coaching calls. What do we need to work on next? I mm -hmm. send out a template the week prior, and then I say, okay, this is what we're going to jump right into. And I usually give them about an hour uh, of game. And sometimes we run over. Mm. Um, but the point of the matter is I want you to be successful. The The value that I'm giving, I actually had to shut down the community. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to shut down the community. So I started off doing it for $100. Okay. I got 10 people. 10 people signed up mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So when people start seeing those gains, everybody wanted to come in. Everybody was like, oh, it's only $99. You're making $200 a day. Mm -hmm. um, so I got 20 people wanting to come in. And I said, no, I'm offering one-on-one -on -one mentorships now. Uh, you're going to get the same value. Um, if not more, you're getting one-on-ones, mm -hmm. um, but you're going to pay more. But see, now it's people that don't want to pay more because they're like, oh, I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay more than that. But the people in the community... With their knowledge that they know now, they're like, I'll definitely pay that. But I, I leave them in there because they believed in me in the beginning mm. for the same price. So I actually did sign um, two people up for a mentorship um, prior. Someone just threw the money at me. He was like, oh, <laughs> he was like, oh, that's it? Yeah, no, I see what you're doing. And, he, he, and when I speak to people, it's genuine because I'm, never, I'm, not, I'm not a salesman. And even if I was a salesman, I'm not... People buy products based on the person. So they don't buy product. They, you know, that's why Jordans are so popular. Facts. Jordan, if Jordan wasn't the greatest of all time, people wouldn't have bought his shoes like that. Yeah. It's the brand. It's, it's, and it's the story. They buy into you. They and buy they trust into you. you. I think about that because, like, there's so many teachers out there who are trading, like some of the big ones, mm -hmm. um, some people who've made so much money. They have these courses. Um, but sometimes I guess they're so far removed from the person, it's hard to learn from them. Exactly. Especially if you like, you really need something to touch exactly. and feel. Right. So I can understand like they, they want to learn from you. Cause they see I'm doing it. I'm mm -hmm. genuine. I'm calling you. I, I, I gave you the green light. You can reach out to me at any time mm -hmm. and I get back with you. You understand I'm busy, but I'll get back with you with your questions. And then they're learning from that. You're not going to get that from someone who's already established that has hundreds of people in their stuff. Yeah. You know, um, so it's it's very smaller, but I'm more hands on. And when you have something hands on, like me, I know I know me when I go out of town or something, I don't want to eat at the Denny's or I want to eat at the local spots. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> because it's no you know chains. yeah yeah right right <laughs> <laughs> because I mean it's more hands on. It's some it's more some hands on the mom and pop shops. That's what that's what I want to eat. So the same thing reoccurs in a business aspect mm -hmm. is you want someone that's going to be more hands on what you're showing you. Mm -hmm. The value's there. The the mm -hmm. the 
I haven't really, I don't want everybody's testimonials right now, mm-hmm. but I, I get them in text messages to people telling me how much uh, I've impacted their life or believed in them. Because I'm not only talking to you about stocks, I'm telling you about the long term. It says option trading, but I'm telling you how to use your money from the option trading to get a check every quarter from dividends and invest it in the long term stock. So I'm giving you this value for so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you, you listen. You, you could go all day. I'm thinking about your your students, <clears throat> um, and buying back your freedom. Buying back your freedom has different connotations to it, right? right, right. Especially if it's an older person, younger person, person with kids, person with a wife, right, 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 single person. Um, so, what's the makeup of your community? Going to more. So, are there older people, younger people, it's millennials? A it's, yeah. it's a mixture. It's it's very it's honestly a mixture. Um, I have someone as young as 19. I have someone as old as uh, 47. Mm. Um, the thing is, it's very versatile. Mm. Um, so when I, just like I said, the strategy is flawless. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know I keep saying that. <laughs> I have to get up to the Yeah, the, the, the strategy is flawless. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is I can relate to anybody because I, I've had to work in my nine to five mm. and I had to. I had to manage all different types of people so I can relate to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I know maybe for older people, you might not be as tech savvy, mm-hmm. you know, so I try to break it down in uh, different analogies into which they can understand. Okay. Or a younger person who is tech savvy that don't, that's not as patient because a lot of, one thing about the stocks is you have to be patient and watch what you, so they may not be as patient. So that's why I try to tell them it's about repetition. Mm-hmm. And that's why. I have them paper trading. I don't because if you trade with your real money, <laughs> you'll get discouraged. Like, oh, I just lost. I want you to trade with paper monopoly money until you're comfortable, and then I'm gonna hold your hand when you trade your real money. And they've been, they, I mean, my students, they rock out. Also, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I was very selective with who who came into the community okay. because um, I didn't want people to come, like I said, ten people signed up like that. Yeah. I didn't want people to come into the community and just think it was going to be instant money. Yeah. I don't, you know, some people think like, oh, I, I spent my $99. Mm-hmm. I haven't made any money back. Um, what's going on? I'm not learning anything. They're impatient. You can't allow everybody into something because that could have been a, that could have been a lot of bad reviews right there. I brought people in who I know, who I told them in my onboarding meeting, everybody onboarded that. I said, listen, I don't have all the answers. I'm not the, I'm not an option guru. I said, I just know what works for me. And if I can ex- translate what works for me to you, then we you're gonna grow with me. I mm-hmm. said, but I need everyone to be patient. Yeah. The first month, the first the first month, it was kind of like everywhere. It was just really there was just watching, it was kind of like everywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know, I didn't have a, a great structure. The second month, uh, that's when I finally figured out my strategy. I said, oh, I got my strategy, it's on lock. So I started showing my strategy. Um, but I had a guy who, he, he was distracted by stuff outside of outside of the community. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I can't focus. I'm not, my focus isn't here. You know, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna step away from the community and then, um, you know, uh, I'll get back with you when I can. Um, so I said, nah. I said, I said, I said, you need to step away from the community. I said, why are you stepping away? Is it financial concerns or whatever? He was like, yeah, basically. I said, okay. You don't gotta pay. I said you don't you don't have to pay me at all because I want to give you this value. So um, um, it was one of the guys I linked with on Friday when I lost. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. So 
he basically told me um how appreciative it was that i that i talked to him because it, it's not about if you're in my community your family I, I, we don't have to talk about options I, I'm, per, I'm very personal. I have someone who in there who wants to start a podcast. I, I'll tap in with him about a podcast. I have someone um, who wants to do credit repair like me. I give them, I give them game about credit repair. Um, you're getting more value out of this. You're, you're getting someone to hold you accountable for more things than just options trading. Mm-hmm. You know, and anything I do, I do a family orientated. So it's it's funny because i have a group chat and they talk all day in there and i don't even have to comment in there they go through the problems together they're going through the growth process together it's funny because it's like i'm seeing them graduate together yeah you know they're picking each other up from the last member to the first member that was in if someone doesn't get anything they'll say um i started them out with partners but that was selfish of me because they all need to work together yeah so yeah 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 that's dope it's beautiful it's beautiful oh my goodness oh (laughs) man i'm there's there's so much that i can ask you so it's about the community i'm gonna try to remember my other question sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't right right right. (laughs) (laughs) so when it comes to the community um how did you build your community did you do like um did you start like a cohort or did you do like one at a time did you drip them in did everybody start at the same lesson my business partner actually helped me like mm-hmm. like structure the whole thing like mm-hmm. he sets up systems and everything so he actually helped me he was like hey um i was like oh okay i'm gonna just get a facebook group or whatever he was like nah you need to get something called mighty network and i was like oh what's that he's like it's better than facebook it costs though mm-hmm. i'm like it costs he's like yeah you're gonna have to spend some money if you want this thing to be legit and i was like okay cool so um and then he actually gave me the plan he said look because he, he's done it he said look you don't want everybody in your community you have to filter them out mm-hmm. so we uh had a fill out form to where it was how much are you willing to invest um how much knowledge do you know between one and ten on stocks um you know, et cetera. And it was just questions to filter them through. So either they qualify. So my assistant would tell me if they qualified or if they didn't qualify. Mm-hmm. I would even look at the ones who unqualified because I had one person who was unqualified, but I still allowed in the community because I knew their drive. Okay. And they're, and they're one of the best students. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, but, but I knew their drive. So with that being said, I've gotten so many questions about this brand and I'm super excited to share that this episode is sponsored by Black is Wealth Clothing. Now, Black is Wealth was created to inspire and empower our culture to tap into our wealth. Now, when we talk about wealth, we're not just talking about financial wealth. We're talking about the strength, resilience and brilliance that lives inside of all of us. Now, by tapping into our wealth, we can create any form of wealth that we desire. So if you like this shirt or any other shirt that you've seen me sport on my Instagram or any other any other platform, then go check them out at blackiswealth.com. I love this one and y'all are going to love it too. Now let's get back to the episode. It, even even if you're not qualified for something, um, you may answer the questions completely wrong. That doesn't mean you don't have the knowledge or the skill set to do it. Um, That's life game right there. Yeah, yeah. That's life game. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that don't get the job. At my, at my nine to five, mm-hmm. my, my prior nine to five. Right, get used <laughs> um, to it. Right, right. My prior nine mm-hmm. to five, um, I got turned down for 34 supervisor jobs that I applied for. And I knew I was better. I felt like Draymond Green. I could name everybody who got a job over me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So um, my pastor, he worked with me. And I would go to him and vent every day. I know he's probably tired of me. Shout out, Kurt. Uh, I know he will probably get tired of me. And I said, um, he said, the door God has for you, it, it'll open when, it, when it's time. And... Um, I finally, I had to leave my facility to go to another facility to be appreciated and get a promotion. 
So when I got that promotion, I was wanted back. But after I got that promotion, I got another promotion. I got another promotion. I got opportunities. So it escalated faster than it would have been if I would have just got that job. And the reason why I didn't get those jobs is because I was in an area and I was the only one trained for that area. So they had to overlook me to not place me somewhere else, which mm. is sad. That happens every day. People get overlooked in positions because their skill set is so strong elsewhere. They can't afford you to move elsewhere. Yeah, it's crazy. That that uh overqualified thing hits hard every time. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm curious about your system, right? You mentioned you got this fast, fast business partner who helps you figure out your right, structure right, right, to, right. to build your uh, community. Mr. McGee, Mr. Yeah. McGee. Yeah, right, right. Um, and um, I think one of the the biggest things in my community that uh, a lot of my clients are struggling with when leaving their nine to five into um, mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is time management, mm -hmm. like structuring what their time is going to look like, figuring mm -hmm. out what their day was, is supposed to look like. Um, what? How did did you right? Did you have a strategy or a structure? when you were in your nine to five that either balanced out both your nine to five and your trading time? And then how did you set up your day when you actually left and you had your whole 40 hours plus back? I hire people. Mm. You got, you can't, um, if you want to run a business and work a nine to five, it's very difficult. You're going to be working all day. You're not going to rest. Um, I, I have a lot of business investment. I do option trading, but we also do VA outsourcing. Um, Tell us. We do outsourcing for VAs. Um, far as assistance, I'm, I, I, someone, all I have to do is send a text message and tell my assistant what to do. Mm -hmm. um, far as, because I, I do credit repair as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's uh, that's on autopilot. Mm -hmm. um, they sign up, they come to her, she does the consult. She's very smart. I mean, she used to live in LA for four years and she worked for a law firm and she worked for uh, one of the credit bureaus. So she knows what she's doing. Okay. So I don't have to worry about my credit repair company. Um, and far as uh, my community, the person, uh, my other assistant creates my websites, uh, contacts the people for me, replies to them. If it's something that he can't answer, then he contacts me. So that's, that gave me the ability to work my nine to five. And far as with my, mm -hmm. yeah, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. that's so a, that's a hack right there. Yeah, yeah. Always mm -hmm. hire. Uh, people are afraid to hire people, but I hired my first assistant and I didn't have nothing for her to do. I didn't have anything for her to do. I just, really? I just knew down the line. You were gonna need her. I was gonna need her. So for the first like month or so, you were just the like first it was month sunk so. cost? First month or so, she actually found tasks for her. She for actually herself. found so yeah. She built my website, mm. uh, built my social media, mm -hmm. um, start getting every you know ran the ads, start getting things out there. Um, did the uh, our, we had a driver for our trucking business. She uh, collected the BOL, uh, did payroll. Um, emailed the dispatcher. So she found jobs that, but it wasn't 40 hours worth of work for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as the businesses grew, mm, there was more stuff for her There was to more do. stuff for her to do. So what I did as a leader was, hey, I need you to bring somebody else on. So she brought somebody she's comfortable working beside. And we decided to pay them. And ever since then, we've been growing. So when we when we grow, when she grows, and she, like I said, I like to work around a family environment because if you work doing something you love, you never feel like you work a day in your life. Right. So we allowed her to bring on her own team. And when she brings on her own team, it doesn't feel like work. It's family. Yes. You're talking to them. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking to them even when you're not at work. So why not talk to them while you're working? So they communicate amongst each other and get things done. That allows me to have my freedom. Yeah. So if I know my businesses can work on autopilot 
and I know I'm trading between 9 and 11, I got the rest of my data myself. I may have a small meeting here or there, but um, most of the things my assistants can handle. And I, and I, and I also uh, recommend everybody to get an assistant. If you're interested for an assistant, please reach out. Right. Listen. So all the things that you do, right? What are what are some of the what are all if you think about all the things that encompass your you you as an entrepreneur, what are all the things that you do to provide value to your clients? Oh man. So um credit repair. So I, mm -hmm. I do credit repair. Um mm -hmm. and with with me doing credit repair, I don't personally do it. I hire someone to do it, but mm -hmm. I'm knowledgeable in it. So I can do the consultation, I can walk you through. Um I spoke with someone the other day. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I told her how to correct her own credit. Mm -hmm. But if you want my services, I can get them done for you. A lot of you tell a lot of people to do things, um, but they they probably don't want to do them. And they don't have the time to do. Them. I'm just off, offering a service to take the time off you doing and do it for you. Mm -hmm. It's in, in exchange for a fee, of course. Um, I do. A, 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 we have a trucking company. Um, we allowed. We started with a driver. We went to school with him. Um, we allowed him to spend more time with his child. Uh, that he wants to by offering the freedom of driving for us and creating a schedule that works around his. Mm -hmm. um, so that's so when I say I bring when I bring when you ask about value, I'm making sure someone can spend time with their kids. Um, I'm changing people's life with credit because I'm not only fixing your credit, I'm showing you how to operate. it. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you um, how how to go about it. I put someone bought a new car, called me crying, saying they they needed a six. 80 credit score um, to get into a new car. Their car just broke down. I didn't know how they was going to get back and forth to work, and we got it done immediately. Yeah. Um, um, option trading, creating another source of income for you to uh, have just in case. Um, I'm showing my older brother right now. He's been he's worked 20 years at a place that and they just try to cut his hours, um, and I and I was just like, you don't you don't need that. You mm -hmm. know, you got access to me 24-7. Just come over. I'll show you what to do. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people worry about hours, um, et cetera. But if you have a skill set to make other money, you won't have to worry about hours. If if you look at it right now, the employment rate has went down. Yeah. People are catching on. Right. People people are catching on to the investing in the market, um, et cetera. And there's nothing wrong. Everybody needs employees, but you have to treat your employees correct and appreciate yeah. I appreciate all my employees. I Christmas parties, bonuses, mm -hmm. um, all that. Me and me and my business partner, we gave our driver a, a nice bonus before he went to Miami with his family. We offered him to take the truck to Miami with his family if he if he didn't want to fly, you know, uh, so he can make some money on the way down yeah. there. So these are the opportunities that we're giving people that work with us. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't even like calling them employees; they're family. You know, and when you treat someone like family, you don't feel like you're working. Mm -mm. I always treat everybody because I want to be appreciated. Everybody knows. This is the most I ever felt appreciated. And I appreciate you even bringing me on the podcast. I told you, I, I hit you. I said, I said, Ariel, hey, I know I told you I wasn't ready a few months ago, but you I'm, did. I'm ready. You did. <laughs> and I didn't, like, I, I am super honored. And plus, I, I really, really just enjoy, like, the conversation, the energy. But when right. we met, I already knew it was going to be lit. We were trying to yeah, make yeah, it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, yeah, I, I'm honored <laughs> that you even came. I was thinking about what you were saying and um, and the fact that like, you know, the the employment rate is going down. People are catching on. You appreciating your employees. Um, and then the, a comment that you said earlier, which is like, you know, entrepreneurs need employees as well. Mm -hmm. What I think is going to happen because I think so. One thing that I teach is the entrepreneur, like how to become an entrepreneur. Right, right, right. But that's the first part is just developing entrepreneurial skill sets. Right. Correct. And I think what's going to happen is as we all kind of the first wave is to become self-sufficient mm -hmm. 
then you kind of realize, oh, I'm better suited to be on a team than to lead a team. Exactly. And that is still, you want entrepreneurial minded employees. Right, exactly. Right? So that's exactly. a whole movement. So it doesn't necessarily mean like, for the way I see it, everything's going to balance out. Yeah, like unemployment is going down, but people are going to realize, okay, this is my skill set. These are the people I like to work with. And right. then how you've created your team, how your VA has created her team. Her team, exactly. People start to be able to say like, this is the ecosystem that I want to work in. Exactly. That's what it's about. It, it, it shouldn't be, and I don't even like um, the word boss. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I want to work beside you. Like yeah. I said, we allowed her to bring on her own team. So when she's comfortable, mm -hmm. um, and that's that's how I want to work beside you. I don't want I don't want you to work for me. I mean, I know I, I pay the check, but I want you to work beside me. Yeah. And I, I read a saying the other day, and this is and this and this touched on me. I, I posted on Instagram. I said, uh, "It said boss will never pay you to live next door to him." Right. And I felt that, mm. but I might not be able to pay you to live next door to me, but I can give you a skill that if you have the drive to allow yep. yourself to. And I think um, with these companies, we offered our driver. Uh, free credit repair because I because I said my sister, but hey you driving for us I can give you some hey I can help you out if you need it and then like I'll teach you how to trade stocks if you want to learn. Mm -hmm. I want to give you the skill set to have the ability to feed your family at all time. I enjoy you working for me, but these are the benefits for working beside me. Yeah. You know, and um a lot of if, if you if a company told you right now, and this is just my question for you, if a company told you right now, hey, I want you to work beside us, um, we'll teach you how to create yourself another source of income mm -hmm. in a short period of time. Would you do that? What does that sound interesting? I would be interested in hearing more. Hearing more? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be interested in hearing more. I'm still in my entrepreneur bag. Right, so. right, right. No, that's love. That's <laughs> but but that's love. And you know, I get reached out to all the time and people yeah. say, hey, um I, I turn them down politely, mm -hmm. but I say Maybe we can make some money together. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's something we can do together yeah. mm -hmm. to make some money. Um, I don't want to necessarily work for you, but yeah. maybe we can make a project to where we, or we can do something to give back, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm all about giving back. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a water boy on the corner and it's one corner over there and it's two boys working one corner, yeah. I go buy them a cooler and tell them cross the street so they can double their profits, mm. you know, or if yeah, I yeah. see somebody shoveling snow and it's, I, I've done this, these are real scenarios, yeah. I go buy you several, salt, mm -hmm. up the price. Tell you the prices. I, I had a uh, had a, a water bowl in the corner. It wasn't nobody buying water, um, so I gave him a strategy on how to sell his water. And um, I came back to this letter. He said it worked. Basically, I just gave. I said, "How much do you want to make today?" He said he wants to make a hundred dollars. So I gave him a hundred dollars. I said, "Start handing them off for free." I said, "Get the next hundred dollars. Next hundred bottles of water off for free." And when you walk on up to people and you're giving them something versus mm -hmm. asking them, because people are inclined to say, "I don't have any money." Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's natural. Mm -hmm. But if you're giving someone something, they're going to feel like, oh, he's blessed me. Let me give you something in return. Right. So, I mean, that's how I look at it. Whatever they have in their pocket. It could be a five. It could be a, a Whatever 20. it is. Mm -hmm. That was so nice, you mm -hmm. know. So, I, I just like to see people win. That's all. Yeah. You sound like a strategy-minded person, like a process person. I'm more of a, a creator. So, if if if, so, if an, uh, a company were to ask me to come on, it would the deal would have to be, I want you to create this for our company. And I, I would want to have like my stake in it. Like if they're like, hey, we want you to build this infrastructure or whatever, I'd be down. But I don't want to, I'm not a process person. I don't, right. don't want to come in and tweak something. But that's dope. That yes. means as, as a child, you had a great imagination. You know, maybe. <laughs> I do so much self-reflection. Sometimes I leave the past behind. Right, right. Um, but that actually might be something I need to explore a little bit more because I, I love to create something. I yeah, love to start a yeah. project. Don't get me started, but um, you sound like a process guy, like a strategy guy. You see what the inter you see what the pieces of um, do you know? Do you know how to play chess? 
See, I know how, but I'm gonna be real with you. I'm more of a Connect Four person. <laughs> I can, I can, I can play some Connect Four now. Okay, so while we on the get, I'm not gonna go too far into it, but <laughs> the mindset of a Connect Four person. So, out of nine times out of ten, how often are you winning? Ten out of ten. You doing ten times? I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain why. Because the strategy of the game, people think you just put places in there. It's not the strategy of the game is to get the person to follow you. So when you place a you have to be on offense completely. You have to make you have to make them make their next move. You have to know where they're going to put their piece at. Mm. So if I force you, if I'm about to get connect for, I know you're going to have to block me. Once mm. I know that you're going to have to block me, I'm controlling your every move from there. You're going to have to follow me and play defense. And then with me knowing your next move, I can simply trap you into getting my connect for. It's similar to chess. I never got into chess. Chess is too chess is too slow for me. I, too slow. Yeah, it's too slow. It can go for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. While we on games, <laughs> uh, last thing I'm gonna mention is about games. Do you know Minesweeper? A lot of people don't know. Back me. in the day, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm a beast at Minesweeper. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but going. that's a whole nother, the no, a whole nother conversation. But it has everybody has their way of thinking. Right, right, so right. So some people are, you know, they, this check, this is chess, not checkers, baby. Like that's the mindset. But then. Right. There's strategy, there's value in the way everybody thinks. Every, that's why it's multiple games in the world. Exactly. And that's what I told you. That goes back to me telling you I'm a gambler. Well, I've, see, I started gambling at like 13. I used mm-hmm. to go to my cousin's house, how to make money. We would gamble. We would, we would sit at the table. We would do something like shovel snow or something. Then we'll try to flip it at the table with the adults. We'd be like, oh, okay, we're spades partners. We're playing spades. We're playing tunk. We're trying to make some money, you know, to go to movies with some girls or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always gamble. But here's the thing, and I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Our community, the black community, teaches our kids how to gamble, not invest. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I should have been at that table learning how to invest versus gamble my money. Because if I go out and shovel snow all day and I make $200, I should be able to know how to put place that somewhere to get my return of investment, not risk it possibly going away but it helped me learn Mm -hmm. how to strategize throughout life Mm -hmm. you know so and that's what i try to implement on 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 my children i can't you can't put it in every household but if you implement it on your children and your children's friends can learn from them Mm -hmm. that's how that's how you create generational wealth and that's what i'm about i'm about generational wealth my brand is manifesting millions i haven't launched it you know they call me manifest t but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm about. I'm about generational wealth, creating it all across the board. So, um, you know that. Yeah, that, that's about it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You're cutting yourself off. I'll let you go all day. Yeah. Um, okay. So the the one of the last things I'm really uh, interested in. This is like a this is a uh, selfish question of mine. Okay. Um, because I'm a female entrepreneur and um, not married yet, and I think part of part of the journey of like for a woman is like uh balancing he- crazy success mm-hmm. in business and then also managing relationship now you mm-hmm. already have your wife mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so when i think about first i'm gonna ask you from your perspective as a man uh what the benefits are of you being an entrepreneur who's already married uh you gotta su- you gotta you gotta support you have support um, it's already you know, in. it's already it's already there. See, my thing is, and I'm glad you asked that. Um, my wife is very conservative with money. She doesn't in, in anything in life. She plays it safe. She doesn't want to invest or anything. Um, but you're not a boss until you put uh, your people on. So I've, I've, I sat down and talked to my wife and explained her. I need to show you option trading because God forbid something happens to me or something happens to you. I need to give you this skill to which you can make sure everything's okay. 
um, as well as, and shout out my wife. She just purchased her first house for Airbnb. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lit. Um, So she, how do I say it? She is jumping into entrepreneurship because she sees the con- me consistently doing it and mm-hmm. she's jumping in these conversations and with her jumping in these conversations with me she, I, I tell, she knows i'm not gonna allow her to fail so a safety blanket mm-hmm. so i'm her safety blanket, um, her safety blanket mm-hmm. right but she's my support mm-hmm. because at the end of the day i have to come home to someone and say uh or vent to someone like oh let me tell you about x y and z and she's there to listen to that so but the thing is and i and i kind of know what you're about to say so i'm gonna jump in front of it women who are strong in an entrepreneurship, men fear mm-hmm. because they're like, she's already established. Mm-hmm. You know, either I'm at, if, if I'm not at her level, how am I supposed to grow with her? You know, so it's very intimidating for men. Um, you know, some women may not see it like that, but it's a lot of women out here who will say, oh, you, you, you were, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Someone might be like, I know you wouldn't say this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you got a job. <laughs> 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 yeah, no comment. Yeah, you, you got a job. Oh, okay. So what else do you do? Right. You know, and it's like that intimidates them. No, because if it if it was me, I would you know I would be intimidated. I, I met my wife. See what people the backstory of me and my wife is. I had a job working with. I had a job working off. I got in some trouble and losing my job. My my wife's a nurse. Um, I was living in my mom's basement, um, and I didn't I didn't have it no more. She could have just been like, oh, you out of there, you know, but she didn't. She mm-hmm. stuck around. I got onto the post office uh, and I went hard. I went hard and I paid her back 10 times fold. I've, I've, I've gave her uh, a down payment for her. I've paid her. She, she gave me $400 for my first photo booth business. She gave that to me mm. as an investment, mm-hmm. you know, so that's why I say that's my support. Yeah. Uh, I, but when it came time for her, I made sure I 10 times that. Because sometimes when someone invests in you, your return of investment, I'm not expecting. She She's not expecting anything from me, but I'm going to make sure she's okay because she could have left me at my lowest of lows. But now she, I, didn't talk, I, I keep telling her to quit her job. She won't. I, she won't do it. But I mean, you know, she know I got her, but she's yeah. independent. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I mean, that's less things I got to pay for, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, if she's not happy, if she's happy, then she doesn't have to worry about it. The thing about it is being in that position where you can say F it when you want. Right, right, that right. That allows you to go to work and enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> Just to no. be like, I don't have to be here. So I'm a safety do blanket. Do. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So I think that's good. I mean, but yeah, I think I think uh, my advice for not necessarily this goes for the men and the women Mm -hmm. women need to give the men who aren't established an opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. they shouldn't put an age on there oh he's 30 or you know he should already be established we all excel at our own times in life and sometimes you need to uh be placed with certain people in order to grow because Mm -hmm. someone we all are introducing the different things at different times. Some people may not be introduced into entrepreneurship. I'm, I think I'm not first entrepreneur in my immediate family, mm-hmm. you know. So if someone sees me that I can do it, then someone else can do it, and, and then it spreads. So um, I don't think you really want to dive into this conversation right here because what I'm gonna say because it's opposite. If a man finds a woman who is an established, they usually are fine with that mm-hmm. but if a woman finds a man it's who isn't established. established they're not fine with that because they feel as if they're supposed this is my opinion this mm-hmm. is strictly my opinion mm-hmm. and i feel as if that's a little bias it shouldn't be like that yeah i think what happens is for women and i'll speak from my own perspective 
there have been times where I think because we invest so much of ourselves into our men, mm-hmm. you're going to grow based on us. To, if we love you and we care for right, you, right, you're right, right, grow, right, right. What I think happens for women who who isn't established yet, the fear uh, and maybe even the consequence sometimes is they grow and they grow away from you, right? So you've invested so much in your, of no, yourself facts. into a person. No, that's facts. And the man might not feel as in, indebted. And plus, you don't want a man to be indebted to stay with you. Right, 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 right. Um, for a woman, on the other, for some, it's something in our, in our mindset. I think a woman who is not established, who gets connected with a man who is established, who then grows her, I think she just, she just elevates your life even more because now she's... Got her own money and she still takes care right, of you, right? Right, right, I just feel like the growth for a woman who grows into an establishment is different from a man who grows right. into an established woman. But you, you but- got... Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. You got those scenarios where me, I was in the warehouse and mm. I lost my job. You my wife was it. a nurse. Yeah. I jumped into corporate and then I jumped into entrepreneurship and brought her up into entrepreneurship. Mm. So there are men mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. who, but we're not getting the opportunities because it's like, uh. It's the fear. It's the fear. Yeah. It, Women's fear is I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm why eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? That's fact. Like, why would I waste my time? Yeah. And I don't know what can, what's the outcome of this. Mm-hmm. And you want something that it's like it's like fast food, right? Mm. You want something that's already made. There you go. You know, but you got to understand something. When you create a meal, them, them home cooked meals, you know, take some time, take some time but. When you sit down and you ready to eat, mm-hmm. it was well worth it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying do that with everybody, but yeah. you gotta you you kinda know if someone has driving them or not. Mm-hmm. Someone that's trying, mm-hmm. you know, um, you just gotta introduce them in the new stuff. I tell people all the time, I, I I talk to uh two people in my community on Friday. I said, Stop hanging out where people that you know are at. Go to places people that you don't know mm-hmm. are gonna be. And when you bump shoulders with people that you don't know you're gonna be, you get introduced into new things, you know. Um, you get to meet new people. Um, that's that's my sentiment. I always go where someone I don't know is at because mm-hmm. I would like to build relationships with new people. I always ask someone for that. Oh, you got Instagram? Oh, okay, cool. You know, I sat. I went to the bank and I sat with a banker for an hour. Found out he was a comedian. He was a <laughs> comedian. I, I'm 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 going to one of his shows. He's pretty dope. Mm. You never know who you can meet if you're always in the same areas. So always, mm. a- always link up, travel and network, mm-hmm. and then find some, find out some white story. Mm. Because I bet if you walk into that guy who's not doing so good, you might not, you might know his his, his mom just passed or something like that, or he he just got homeless, he just lost that job, and he's mm. only in this predicament because he doesn't have no other route. You know, people, a lot of people just judge immediately versus getting the backstory. Thanks. So if you get the backstory, then you can make your decision, but always get the backstory first. Mm, listen, I was going to ask you to close us out with a word of wisdom, but uh, love, I mean, love. that was definitely fine. Right, right. So, um, and, and 
What I will say is thank you. No problem. That's for being love. on the podcast. No, thanks for bringing me. This is my first one. This is my first one. You listen. This is my first one. You did that right. Like so, when I when I go and I when we start to, to search manifest tea and we get to see the first one and how you evolve after this one, this is a great. This is a great standard. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope you, so. You look, a lot hey, of- I said I said I had to come on here. I had to do my thing. You I did. was look. I was literally my business partner was sleep while we was driving. I was listening to podcast. He woke up. He said, bro. Just be yourself. He said, <laughs> he said, just be yourself. And I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. He said, because he, he forced me to he forced me to talk to people and get into uh what's that? It's an app. I forgot. Everybody used to be on it when you're in a room. Oh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And then I started talking to Clubhouse. And I was like, oh, I'm talking too much. And everybody was like, no, keep going. going. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, and sometimes I over talk, but I appreciate you having me here. You know, mm-hmm. I I this is the main reason why I came to Atlanta. I said, I think I'm ready to be on a podcast. Now let's go. <laughs> let's go. So, okay, so what I would say is uh before we close out, um, the best managers I've ever had were men. Love, right? love, love. Um, so I have a feeling you'd be able to give wisdom to um, an employee either way. A struggling employee, an uh, employee who's happy, someone who's just ready to change their life but just mm-hmm. don't know where to start. And um, if you could think of you know, a word of what you would actually say to help that person make that big leap. It might seem like a big leap, but... Uh, you want to say it to the camera? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I say, I say it to the, the camera. So um, just do it. I mean, I honestly, just go with what your gut's telling you. Don't look for confirmation from someone else. Look for signs from God. Um, and even if you're not a spiritual person, you know when it's time to take the leap. So take the leap and ask questions later. Take the leap and ask questions later. Thank y'all so much for watching. Terry, thank you so much for joining. Love, love, if love. If folks want to get con- in contact with you, they want to work with you or get into your community whenever it open ba- opens back up, right, right, how can right. they get in contact with okay, you? So you can go to irockcommunity.com for my stock mentorship. Um, you have to go to the stock mentorship to get in the community. And you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Arter, M-R-A-R-T-3-R, because someone took the Mr. Arter one. So once again, M-R-A-R-T-3-R. I'm, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Y'all know what to do. See y'all next week. Thank you so much for watching. Peace. All right.